Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Who the hell am I? I'm a construction worker. I have to go to the bathroom. I said, be right back. I'm a cop, you idiot. Pasta. Oh, I'm Detective John Kimball. Who is your daddy? Answer the question. And what does he do? Put that cookie down. I'm a cop, you idiot. <laughs> I'm a cop, you idiot. They could have named this Soundboard the movie. Really? You ever yeah. watch? You ever, yeah. I remember the Arnold Soundboards from the early days of the internet. It was all, yeah, it was, many of the sound bites were taken from this film. Mostly this, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Boy, geez. Jeez. Boy, golly, jeez. Hi. It's another episode of Into the Mr. Universe. Arnold. Our Arnold Schwarzenegger podcast uh uh i'm a host david bell i'm another host tom, tom ryman tom's a host tom ryman i am and our producer is named norm from cheers norm. thank you norm norm thank you so much this was uh, this is a delight we're having a good time yeah we enjoy ourselves this is a and we we click our heels together every time we get to do another one of these so yeah i mean it's one of those realizations like man I really like Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, don't I? Oh, like, yeah. they're all bangers, oh, every single one. See, I've always known this about myself, so this wasn't a oh, new yeah. discovery I mean, for me. But <laughs> it makes sense. It's yeah. just in my head. It's like, wow. It, it has been, yeah. like we've said, and this this is going to be another example of it, today's movie, but like, as we've said, it is fun to sit down and watch them all in a row and be like, man, these really are mostly mostly hits very they rarely he rarely misses yeah he, and he then, makes very good movies additionally how atypical each one is when you watch him yeah. all in a row like we've been doing he has you know the reputation of being the iconic action star where all the tropes come from but like his as we said with commando he was already spoofing it before he kind of did one so it was like he, his career is very interesting when you watch it uh, uh, sequentially uh, especially when you get to what is this? 1991's Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be we're we're really fucking lubed up and going because 1990 Kindergarten Cop. We just did Total 90. Recall. Okay, this is 90. 1990 because you know what's next here? Terminator, Terminator 2, 2 Judgment Day. Yeah, that's right. That's our next episode, oh, and that's going to be off the fucking rails. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I think we're going to skip Christmas in Connecticut. Oh yeah. And I think I think we're going to skip the TV movie Lincoln. Which then brings us to Last Action Hero. And you know what's after Last Action Hero, Tom? True Lies. Yep. So we're in it. Like, <laughs> we're, we're in fucking it. in it. We're, we're in the thick we're of it. balls deep yeah. in Arnold Schwarzenegger. We, 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 got, we got our waiters on. <laughs> yeah. And this movie, mm, mm, Ivan Reitman's <laughs> Kindergarten Cop. Yeah. Um, did you know that he was not the first person approached for this role? I am not at all surprised. This is only Arnold's second comedy, right? After Twins. Yeah. But he did do... Ivan Reitman was Twins, right? So, mm -hmm. like, I just figured he was like, let's do it again, Arnold. Like, I loved it. But it turns out that Patrick Swayze was approached, which is like, okay, that makes sense. But also Bill Murray and Danny DeVito. <laughs> which is like, no! You, that's not that's not the point of this. Well, you could um, you could have done it that way. Bill Murray is a little stranger, but like Danny DeVito, I could totally yeah. see. It's just you tweak you tweak the elements of it. But like the basic I mean, story yeah. of a cop having to pretend to be a kindergarten teacher to catch a bad guy, I could totally see Danny DeVito. He would just it would just be a different movie. You'd reshape the movie around that. Like this yeah. is very much shaped around the idea that John Kimball is played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. So that's very true. Yeah. They, yeah. It does seem like this was the days where it's like, let's get a big star and then let's figure out the movie. Yeah, around. You tailor it to him. They still do that. Like Will Smith they and Tom that, Cruise yeah. both famously have their own writers that any project sure. you come onto, they just whittle it into a Will Smith or Tom Cruise. You can, you can definitely see Bill Murray just vamping with these kids. Like just, <laughs> you know, doing improv, Put, with putting the them kids. in trash cans. Yeah. Yeah. Being a real dirtbag. 
another casting thing. Apparently, Elijah Wood auditioned for a role in this and lost. They auditioned more than 2,000 children, which makes sense um, because this is a big child actor movie. You know, this is like, this would be like. There's a lot of kids. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of like proving you can work with children as a director, this is a great movie for that. This was shot at a real elementary school, obviously, in Astoria, uh, Oregon, which is a beautiful town. As an aside, I, w- I want to go to Astoria because it just looks like a beautiful, quaint right, little town. Yeah, that's where Goonies takes place, too. Yeah, you do a little shopping you, there, you, and it's all rainy and nice. Yeah, it looks pretty awesome. And you do see the Goonies shoreline in one scene when they're at the fair. You can see yeah. it behind them, yeah. Yeah, it looks just like, like yeah, I don't know. I just want to go there. Yeah. Um, uh, they, they shot it in Universal Studios for the interiors, but they, they fixed up a real elementary school. They used actual kids as extras. They drew the kids to the drawings. Um, I don't know why I'm doing behind the scenes. I just thought there was some fun little bits. Sure. Uh, one being that Schwarzenegger insisted on having his own workout and weightlifting studio on location. Um, and he did also insi- insist there's a fitness theme to this movie, which you can tell. And he, him and Reitman also wanted dirtbag um, dad stuff, which is probably is, because that was something close to their hearts. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a lot of that in here. Yeah. People know this movie, right? It's yeah, about a cop. remember this. It, th- well, it's, it's funny because people remember this movie. I don't know about you, Tom, but I forget the opening of this movie 100% of the time. The first 20 minutes of this movie is like a fever dream. Where you're like, it's a, different, right. it's a different movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's a completely different movie um, because he is. And it's yet another parody of an Arnold film that never existed. Right. That we've talked about. It's 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 where, it's a it's playing with his image again. Yeah. But it's just funny that he never like the first part of this movie. He never really was that, which is like he's a dirtbag cop. Um you know, nothing, nothing to lose. Right. Being real, a real fucking real, maniac. Real scummy. Yeah. Just real. Yeah. Like a, he's dressed like Kyle Reese. Yeah. Like he's he dressed is. like he's, yeah, he's dressed like he's going to be attacked by himself. Yeah. Um, he, uh, he, it's, it's, he's, yeah, he's just going he's around that, being a real got, scumbag. Got that real scummy beard. Like I, for, I had seen this in a while. So, well, actually, no, I had seen it recently, but I always forget how much of a scumbag he actually is playing in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And I want to talk about that in the next segment right, because yeah. I think it's interesting. Yeah. But like, yeah. So the premise is the scumbag, awful cop who hates kids. They establish that he hates kids. Um, they have to, they have to, this was confusing to me. All right. So there, you, you, I, I, you want me to lay it out for him? I got well, <laughs> I'll ask the questions All right. about it because it's they. This woman is ran away from her husband and stole three million dollars, and they're trying to put her husband in jail, so they want her to testify, right? Yes. Um, I don't know what she's testifying to because it's oh, he's crime seems, man, he's crime guy. I know, I know that, but like, okay, so he murders someone in front of this woman. That's an easier person, right? Like, they should just hold on to that woman, and instead, they just kind of let her drift around like the ex-wife testifying feels weaker because she hasn't like she hasn't necessarily witnessed like a murder or a crime well the th- right? it's, it's the three million dollars right yes yes it's, that's, it's, true. that's why they, that's specifically why they want her as it's, we learn yeah. though she doesn't have she doesn't that. actually stole so it didn't actually steal they, any money from him yeah. the woman the woman who watched him kill someone like they could just keep hold on to her keep her in protective custody and have her testify. That seems like the easier thing. But they drive. They well, they fly drive. They fly and then drive for a day, which felt weird to me. But whatever. Um, to Oregon, to like go undercover to find this woman that they don't know who she is. Um, right. It's a lot of work. She's well. They. It's. So we learn that this the bad guy, Mister Crisp, who's the cop that beats the shit out of Ben Stiller, and there's something about Mary. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> is uh he one of his like guys one of his little gophers meets him in the back room at a at, at a store in the mall to give him some information about his son he's like hey i just saw your son someplace and he has his his girlfriend hide in a refrigerator box he's like okay we can make we can sell him this information so he tells the bad guy hey i saw your your son and your wife with a little boy in Astoria, they they they're in Astoria. I saw her take him inside Astoria Elementary School. So he's like, okay, thank you, and he just kills the guy rather than give him any money. 
And the, yeah. his girlfriend witnesses that. But when they take her in, she refuses to say anything. Um, so they it's have interesting that, because so they have him go try to find the ex-wife instead, and they have this lead. They know she's in Astoria at Astoria. It's a fascinating movie because most movies. Like, I love this movie. Um, I'm not going to criticize it or say it's bad. But narrative-wise, it's very weird choice because most movies would set up, okay, these are our principal characters, right? So you expect, oh, him and this woman who witnessed the murder are going to be like, that's the buddy cop of it all. He's going to be protecting her. Because that's how most movies work, right? In the first 15 minutes, we're supposed to meet all the characters and, and meet like... But what happens is the movie becomes a completely different movie, and this witness doesn't ultimately matter. She gets the, killed off screen. The witness is more of a stopgap, right? Like, yeah, they have to. They, they. Um, Again, it, it's, it's not a. Oh, sorry. She, she's just more of a device to keep Crisp in jail because basically Crisp has his mom poison her with bad drugs, and so they have to let him go. So as soon as yeah. he gets let out, then he's coming straight for Astoria. So it's it's she basically only exists as a device to delay the villain. Right, but it's a very interesting use because you don't expect this to be the movie, except it's called Kindergarten Cop, right. and you've probably seen the trailer. But like it's as a narrative, that's a very interesting direction it goes in. And and like you it it feels longer than it is. It takes him only like 22 minutes to be, to be the kid in the garden. Right. He's there. Um, He's at the school 20 minutes in. Yeah. So like, it's not a bad choice. It's just an interesting and kind of weird choice to like set this up. They set up the things you need, but it's almost like a misdirect Yeah, Uh, because they're setting up who he is and that's all we actually need. Yes. But, um, you think there's going to be a lot more components here that there are. They, uh, they are setting up, literally Arnold in a different movie there. They are. I think yeah. the idea here is that they are wanting, wanting us to get the, the, the impression of extracting Arnold from one of his Arnold action movies and dropping him into this right. other situation. And again, one of his Arnold action movies that barely exists. Right. He didn't really do much of those. Like he did red yeah. heat, I think is the closest to what we yeah. were just watching. That's what's wild. He's never really played like renegade cop like this. Like he's never played this role. No. Um, that's what's so interesting about it. I think what the idea is, uh, we what we keep getting stuck on, and the real idea, the solution is that they're parroting movies of the time. Yes. So it's like just because Arnold didn't do these the, movies the doesn't mean yeah yeah they're parroting the it's trope just, of the time. It's just interesting to realize after watching so many of his movie, all of his movies back to back like this, how few yeah of, they never actually did it right. How few of the tropes actually come from him? Yeah, it's very fascinating, um, and so what's what's interesting about this opening is they really do the work more than they needed to which is like they're setting up a completely different movie to the point that they're setting up characters that would be in that different movie right uh and so that's what's neat about it like the 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 basic premise of this woman witnesses a murder we've seen a million times yeah and it always ends up like oh they she ends up like you know being romantically involved with schwarzenegger or something like that but no they just kill her off and then that's it and then it becomes almost a mystery like he has to figure out who the mom and kid are that's why they have to go undercover as as a teacher and it's both obvious and not because like they first they they throw a couple of decent red herrings your way even though it, it is obvious but they do throw some decent red herrings yeah, because they, they have them, like, the, the other teachers, like, romantically, you know that they're going to bang, so you're like, okay, well, she's going to be something. And then the first kid that really approaches him that's like, you know, all the other kids or teachers are better than you is yeah. the kid. Yeah, of course he is. Um, but they do have fun with, like, yeah, uh, red herring. So, um, and I also think they do a good job at why he, so basically he goes undercover with this other woman who's going to be the teacher because, of course, he's not going to be. Um, right, and he's then a, she gets sick. He's a scumbag detective, and she they they establish that. I mean, obviously, she eats everything. Well, there's that, but they it, it's not. I appreciate that they established that she had teaching experience. She was like, well, I was a teacher before oh, yeah. I became a. And it's not just like, well, she's the lady, so she's the teacher. No, no, no. Although that's there the is idea. A, there is an element of that because, and I I had forgotten about this, or maybe I just didn't. I oh didn't yeah, that everybody's like kind of weirded out. They're weird by that him. it's a man teaching kindergarten specifically. Yeah. Which is a real life thing that happens, you know? Yeah, I don't. It's know one of it, the few jobs that, it, like, a guy, like, like, gets like scrutiny for doing. <laughs> um, 
It's interesting. Yeah. Um, so they, they, they play with that idea. Um, and so that's, yeah, interesting. And like, I like that. Yeah. They establish her as having eat. She eats everything. Yeah. And then late after she gets sick, she's still doing it, which I appreciate. Yeah. Like the way to her heart is through her stomach. We'll, we'll talk about, we'll talk about that one gentleman in this movie. Oh, her fiance, um, the chef. Yeah. <laughs> Henry, the chef. Um, but like, I, I just like that. She's fully realized that she has a lot of fun, the character when she pretends to be a sister. But I also like, they do something again against the instincts, which is, he when she gets sick he doesn't bat an eye because his character is he's like i want to do this myself how hard can it be they could have easily done a version where he's like oh no i don't want to do this you know but what they actually have him do is like the moment she's sick she wakes up and he's shaved he's already done yeah he's already dressed for it like it's they don't it's not a scene he just makes the decision off screen he's like all right well i'm gonna go be the the teacher since you're sick and she's like "Uh, are you sure yeah and because he's cocky and he's like nah i can do it and of course the fun is that you know the kids run you know fucking they run run him down immediately yeah (laughs) he's no idea what he's doing (laughs) and then yeah and then he has to play this mystery he has to fuck his way through these moms yep find the right one yep Um, these moms i love how into him the moms are because they're so into him it's great (laughs) yeah this is a chorus of horny moms throughout the movie yeah it's solid um, All the single moms of Astoria. He's, and then he's he basically, a big fish in that font. Yeah, and then they do the thing that I think set the standard. Like, Twins didn't quite do this. Twins is a very much more of a fever dream. But, like, Junior does this more. And I think, like, this actually, this movie, I think, sets the standard for Schwarzenegger comedy more than Twins. It's more successful than either of those movies you mentioned. Yeah, in, in, in Twins ter- is in technically terms, in terms of the being a successful one. movie. I don't. I'm not sure if Twins made more money than this. Anyway, sorry. No, but in terms of like, how do you make a Schwarzenegger comedy? I think this one nailed it. That we see in Junior. We I think we even see in Last Action here in True Lies, which is he starts taking on this role of being a teacher, and he gets distracted by being the teacher, um, and then he becomes. He changes. His arc is funny because it's based off of him. The part where he's talking to her about the other mother and he's like, it's been really hard for her. Yeah. <laughs> where he's just genuinely concerned about this mother. Yeah. Um, is great. It, it's the junior thing, right? Where he's crying and watching the end yeah, and stuff. Th- the Franks and the Blankets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where that's the idea. It's, it's care. And I feel like a lot of movies have borrowed this model, right? Kindergarten cop has is like the first of a lot of tough guy plus kids and then tough guy gets into it right yeah yeah. and that's what they're showing here is like he at first he hates the kids he just they're an obstacle he's interrogating them yeah and then he starts being like okay we need i need to solve the problem of the kids so he starts turning them into little cops which is a bummer but well, he, uh, he he learns that he's basically like the uh, Linda Hunt, who's the principal. Who I appreciated her character a lot because I want to talk about her. Character. Oh yeah, it's when they madness. first when they first get there, she's like, "Look, I don't like this at all. This is bullshit. I think you're putting the yeah. kids in danger." She's a hundred percent right. This is bullshit, and they are putting the kids in danger. Oh, and she's proven right. <laughs> she is proven right. Yeah. yeah. So she's like the second. Like I'm only doing this because I basically have no choice. Um. But the second you fuck up or the second I think these kids are in, you are harming these kids by being here, um, you're out of here. Like, I, I will not stand for it. And so he's fucking up so badly that, she, like, when they screw up the fire drill and she sees it, she's like... Yeah, she wants him to quit. Right. So he re- it's not out of a sense of, oh, I have to control the class. He's like, well, I need to get this under control or else I'm going to blow this case. Like, she's going to throw us out of here. Yeah, exactly. So it's, he's so still it, not it doing it for well. the right reason yet. Yeah, and I mean, everybody's a maniac here. Yeah. Because um, she should have shut this down very they're early. Pres- because they're, they're presenting I mean, us with some movie. sort of... Yeah, of course. Yeah, she should have. <laughs> spoilers for this movie. This I think this is the last year this school is going to exist. I'm pretty sure they're going to tear down this school and build a new one. Because no one likes going to a school at a place where a man was shot and yep. killed. A man was murdered in the bathroom. Yeah, because they 100%... There's a point in this movie where once he figures out who the kid is, this dumb shit kid who hangs off the tower, after that scene where he's like, the bad guys are coming to get us, um, they shouldn't bring him back to school. No. <laughs> that they, 
bra- they they dump them back into school and be like, act like nothing's wrong. We're well, going to use you as bait, yes. essentially. Yeah, they shouldn't. They shouldn't. And, they shouldn't have. They should have left Dominic, the little boy, somewhere else with police officers, and still just have yeah. her and Kimball go to work as normal. Because the idea is sound. Yes, he will come here eventually to try to get his kid, and then we will catch him. But also, but like, like, take the kid out of there. <laughs> Yeah, also, like, at this point, don't they just need her to testify? Like, that's... No, because there's... Him. No, because there's no money. Oh, right, right, right. They're just trying to catch him now. Yeah, yeah now, right. they're, now they're just o- trying to... Overall, ca- overall I mean, it's a failure. Like, yeah. this is on paper. It's very bad police work. Yeah. And then it gets worse when they're like, let's dangle you as bait. In and out. Like, I get what you're saying. Like, have just her and um, him be in the school. But I would argue you can't do anything in the school like you right. are putting the right. lives t- of elementary you're luring, school <laughs> i didn't even think when about parents, that you're luring yeah, the, the bad guy to out. the school <laughs> yeah and what does he do he like he starts the a fire. fire he burns the school down so this is like everybody should be fired at the end when he goes back in the school i'm like oh no 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 he's not is are they implying that he's a teacher again yes nobody is allowed in this school again this school is a crime scene. Everyone like is they, fired. <laughs> everybody is fired or traumatized. It's one or the other because they fucked this case. They fucked they it. They really do. Like, this this yeah. gets really out of hand. You can't use an elementary school as bait, period. And then this is why. Because, yeah, sure enough, there is the, it's lit on fire. There's a shooting. There's no way anybody's walking back into the school and there's no way anybody is keeping their jobs, including the principal who knew about this. This is all bad. (laughs) (laughs) To quote true lies, they were all bad. Yeah, but they were all bad. Yeah. It's, it's very, it's very, it's, it's really reckless. It's so fantastically reckless. This whole plan. Yeah. Putting a cop, a police officer in as a kindergarten teacher. Yeah, and it goes exactly as bad as it can. Um, yeah, yeah. Luckily, no child dies. Luckily, no, that we see anyway. That we see, yeah. There may be one or two deaths off screen. Yeah, a little <laughs> he, he Jason does, Reitman. He does start a fire in the library. Yeah, a little Jason Reitman. Yeah, he he never makes it out. <laughs> <laughs> he is killed in the crossfire. Yeah, it's it's fucking wild what happens in this movie. I mean, it's a it's a comedy, that's why. But like it's very irresponsible. Oh, sure. Yeah. It's um, he he attacks a, a, an a abusive father in the street in front of all of his students. Yeah, and uh, again, <laughs> it should have ended there. Not again, we're not not on his side there, no. but it's like, you know, this is not well, how you do techni- police work or do an elementary school. <laughs> like technically he defends himself, but he does begin that interaction by slamming the guy against the car. Yeah. So I when the guy goes too, to, when the is... guy goes to punch him, he just blocks the punch and punches him in the stomach and doesn't hit him again after that. But still you it's started a... this interaction by, but you started this ac- interaction to fight this man and all of the children are behind you watching. It's going to be including, a hazy court battle. Including his son. Yes. The kid you're supposedly defending yeah. is watching you yeah. do this. Again, every kid is traumatized. The yeah. main kid sees his father murdered in front of him. Uh, yeah, but so he doesn't know him. He doesn't know him. He doesn't dad. know him. I understand that. But like, you know. He's just some guy he, saying, like, I'm your father, Dominic. Yeah. Either way, that kid is not the same after this. No, he's changed. Yeah, he is. There's no going back. He's going to be that one kid in the class, Lowell, who just talks about death all the time. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's Um, that's how Lowell became this way is that a cop came to his last elementary school and blew his dad away in front of him. Yeah. So this is like this is definitely one of those where at the end they should all sit around and go, wow, we fucked that up, didn't we? None of us should none of us should be allowed to make any decisions involving children ever again. Right. That's that's pretty clear. That seems clear. We're all agreed. Yeah, because the kids aren't going to all of those kids. I think there's a level of trauma. Like they're never going to fe- forget the year their kindergarten teacher shot a man in the school. Um, that's never going away. There's Unlikely. just no, there's yeah. It's still wild to you'd, me you'd, that there's you'd, a you'd scene. Like, you'd like commemorate a bench cl- to that. Like, yeah. Here's where detective it, it, John Kimball shot Cullen crisp. Sh- yeah. <laughs> they, again, it's the wildest offer is the him coming back into the school and the school being uh, just happening. That there's even a school year to be happening 
in the next scene. I don't know how long he was hospitalized. I don't care. That school gets torn down and they and they start anew. Uh, that's what they do after that. <laughs> they sure do. Yeah, because otherwise it's haunted by a creepy ponytail weirdo. Yeah. Wander in the uh, halls. Do I, I'm your father, Dominic. Father. I can't wait to talk about him. He's but first we Yeah. <laughs> okay. First we have to talk about Arnold the actor. We do, yes. Our next segment, technically not Arnold, is about his acting in this. And I have a little bit of a controversial thing about this. Oh, let's hear it. I don't think this is his best job. No, I think it's not. It's not. I, I agree. think uh, I want to talk about what the point of this movie is. Because he he's the two Arnolds. He's he's action Arnold and he's comedy Arnold in this, um, and I I don't know if this is his fault actually. This might be a writing problem. I feel like it my, is if it's the con. I, 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 sorry. Well, my issue, and it might be yeah, you might be on the same track, is that the transition from mm-hmm. I'm a scumbag who hates kids to I'm a good guy is so abrupt that it's basically non-existent. It feels like a different person. Yeah. Yeah, he basically just turns into a different version of Arnold. Yeah, um, it feels very last action hero for that reason, where it's like it feels like he's playing a role at the beginning, and then he just becomes. And I think that's a problem because I think it would have been a lot more fun if they made him kind of it's like Bad News Bears, right? Where he's like tr- shows up drunk and it, like he's just like a he's, real scumbag. Yeah, um, he's, he's like using the kids to gamble or something. Like I don't know. <laughs> Or, yeah, if it was more like of a realistic kind of scumbag instead of the the action movie scumbag, because you're right, it does... I like the idea of his character. Like, I think the idea of his character is pretty cool. And honestly, the stuff with him, you know, from the transition on, I think is a he's a compelling character. There's there's some depth there that I didn't remember. Yeah. Like, where he has the whole thing about he's like, I have a kid that I haven't seen in, like, eight years, and, you know, I, I just never see him. He doesn't think anything about me. I don't mean anything to him. Like, right. it's like... They really went hard on like, like they knew kids were going to watch this movie. So they put a lot of this kind of real shit in there about family yeah. splitting up and living far away and dads who are in the picture or not in the picture at all or in the picture a little bit or it's, they do a lot of that kind of stuff. So I did appreciate that, but I totally agree where the the transition that we're supposed to experience is, it, it almost happens off screen. Like it yeah, really, it really is. From the point where he freaks out and runs outside to get his ferret to run back inside to gain control of the class, pretty much from that moment on, he's a totally different person. He is. He's a completely different character. Yeah. And I would argue he should have never gotten a hold of the... Like, he should have never figured it out. He should have never been a good teacher. Oh, no, I like that for him, though. Oh, see, I think what they could have done... Is uh, I don't get me wrong. I think he could become a mentor to the kids, and the kids could like him. But I don't think he should ever become a good teacher. I think it should always be like him bribing the kids, or like finding ways to trick the kids, or like. And the idea is he's always like this kind of rough around the edges asshole who slowly learns to at least like and protect the kids, right? And to like w- get along with the kids and form relationships. I think he should have never, though, become a good teacher. I see. Like that. that's, I, I, I think he should have been a scumbag through and through to the end. But he's just learns that the kids and him learn to get along. I think that's more fun. I think. Um, I think that's a different movie. Like this, it, but I, I agree that probably be there'd probably be more opportunities for comedy in that movie. Like that'd probably be the funnier version of the movie. Yeah. Um, because most of this movie is kind of front loaded. Most of the jokes are in the first half. Um, yeah, but like, <clears throat> I, I really like what he, I like his character arc a lot in this because I like, it is fun. And this is for technically not Arnold. I thought this was pretty perfect where it is such an atypical Arnold character where it's Arnold. It's an Arnold guy, like an Arnold character learning that being an Arnold character is, doesn't make him happy. It's actually made him miserable yeah. and ruined his well, life. Like I said, this is the gold standard for Arnold, um, like kid comedy and also Arnold comedy arc. Like they do it in junior, which is he gets changed. Yeah. Um, but I do think like, yeah, that works for Arnold. I'm sure Arnold had a lot of say in the wholesomeness of this, but I can still see a version where like, he's always 
a little scummy. We've done that too. Like I, I would argue the Terminator is kind of that, right? In T two, where it's like he he always kind of doesn't understand why he can't kill people. Like he he can't kill people because he's told because to, he's told not but to. Yeah, it'd be a lot easier for him if he could just kill people and you can can feel it. So like he understand I, you know, he understands it at the end. I think I know now why you cry. He, oh like, yeah, yeah, he gets it true. at the end. I mean, it's the whole like Linda Hamilton's whole thing of a machine can learn yeah. the value of human life. Anyways. But like th- the funniest version of him in this, I think, is when he's interrogating him. Yeah. And like they laugh and he goes, ha ha ha, quiet. Like that that version where he's just terrifying to them is so fun. It's fun. Yeah. Um, I, I, that, I kind of wanted more. Yeah. I, that's the more cynical version of the movie for sure. Like you said, yeah. bad, bad news bears. That's the bad news bears version of this movie. Yeah. Um, and I do agree that that would probably be the funnier movie for sure. Yeah, it's hard to say like, oh, it should have been this because the movie's great and I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there was a very abrupt arc, and watching it from like a, you know, watching it without nostalgia, realizing that of like, oh yeah, they didn't really give him, like no. you said, he sort of screams that character out of him, yeah, and then brings in his ferret. Which, by the way, the ferret also feels like a rewrite. Because he's a real, like, he's a weird ferret owning dirtbag, <laughs> yeah. which is weird. He has a ferret for no reason. He, no reason. She discovers it in the car, which means he brought it on the plane. Yes. Which I'm like, how did he fly with the ferret? He just snuck that ferret yeah, snuck through that the ferret mo- half of the man. movie. It was, his, it was in his pocket. You know, you stay, yeah. he's like giving it peanuts every couple of minutes. Stay quiet. Yeah. You feel it. It felt like a rewrite where they were like, we need a moment where he gets the class's attention. And maybe the first script, they were like, it's, we don't believe it. We need something else. And they must have cooked up the ferret and then went back and added it because it really feels like an addition. Um, yeah. And also his plan was apparently to just leave his ferret in the car all day because he runs out to yeah. the car to get it. So I, yeah, He's yeah, not a good ferret owner. No, He's a bad ferret owner. Definitely an, uh, a rewrite for sure. But I... I, I the transition's abrupt, but his character stuff from that point on, where he has this depth and these like meaningful, this meaningful conversation with um with Joyce, who ends up being the the, the ex-wife of Chris that he's looking for. Um, it's just, I appreciate how like kind of vulnerable in a realistic way Arnold is in this movie because it's not something he typically is in in oh, any yeah. movie before or since. And you know, I know why they wanted to do it. It's supposed to be a family film, and they wanted to kind of yeah. But like, I, I think it's. I just think it's unique as an Arnold character. He doesn't often like because the only other version of this, I, you know, the, the of the absent dad or, or the dad stuff is in stuff like True Lies or Jingle on the All the Way, where it's very different and not 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 meant to be realistic. It's meant to be yeah. over the top in those movies. I think what it is is that the arc isn't bad. It's just more of a right triangle than an arc. Right. Like it needs it needs more of an arc because right. I don't mind that him coming to that at the end. But like you said, like the idea that he has his own um, kid that he doesn't see, um, it's again that realization of like he's a scumbag. Like, yeah. and I wish we played with that a little more. Where it's like, because watching this, I'm like, why? is he a scumbag? Cause it seems like he's able to warm up to kids very fast. Yeah. Um, and so I wish we saw more resistance. I love, by the way, the part where the cops try to arrest him cause he looks like a maniac. Yeah. I thought that was a good detail. Yeah, of course you would. That's where like we get, just, I'm a cop. You I'm idiot. I'm a cop. You idiot. They just don't believe him. Like, yeah, we better call yeah. this in. Cause why would you, he looks like a maniac and he's got a shotgun in the mall. Yeah. The problem. Yeah. The <laughs> like, problem is really just that the two, Arnold characters we see in this are so different. They don't gel. That they're cl- yeah. they're two very different people. Like I appreciate the idea, and I it's an entertaining idea. And I, but it, yeah, it could have been handled a little better for sure. Yeah, it's a fun idea. It's done perfectly fine if you're just watching a movie. But yeah, it could have been a little more well artfully yeah, I done. Think what it is is because we still enjoy the movie because it's like let's watch this tough guy who doesn't deal with kids well deal with kids. That's funny. Yeah. But it's not the guy from the beginning. No, it's not like the, that, it's not the same character at all. Yeah, and it's like I kinda also want to watch that guy deal with kids. That's a funny idea too. Um you know, like and I think they could have they I think they could have done it with minimal effort. Little things where it's like he's caught like smoking, you know, like he's just doing like bad kid stuff yeah. more and he's more rebellious and stuff where it's like like the dad where he's like you're not worth it. It's like, that's not the guy I knew. 
Like the the guy I knew would break into their house at night. Right. The guy the guy <laughs> I knew dead. walked into a, a club and just started shooting his shotgun everywhere and then sat down on the couch next to a material witness and purposefully tried to creep her out so badly that she would go back to the police yeah. station and identify Crisp in a lineup. Yeah, and so it's like I kinda want that version where it's the scumbag who's wants to help the kids. Who's using his like, like again, Terminator, where it's like my own robot. It's like I, I want the kids to be like, oh, this is our action scumbag yeah, who's our, working for us. This, this is our fucking dirtbag. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, uh, I don't have anything else for this, but the next segment is plentiful. Our cup runneth over, Dave. Yeah, this is a definitely not Arnold, our best side characters. Let's start with this Kmart-ass villain. Cullen he, Crisp. He would be the henchman in any other film. He is a ponytailed henchman. He looks like he'd be he, getting kicked off of a gondola while holding an Uzi in the first five minutes of any other film. Right. He has little boy face. Right. <laughs> he'd be the guy that gets like catapulted into a jet engine or something by James Bond. Yeah. Um, he does have a little, little big baby face. He technically yeah. is a henchman because his mom really seems like the big, the oh, big yeah. cheese in that operation. But yeah, he's got uh, like a, he runs like a criminal op organization with his mom. Um, he's, oh, he's the best dirtbag where you also realize like, also Danny, who's the one who gets killed. These are people at rock bottom. He's getting murdered for a thousand dollars in the back of a mall. Yep. Like he's doing mall crime. It's mall criminal. Mm -hmm. Like this is, this is, yeah, and farm he, league shit. He goes upstairs from murdering a guy to talk to his mom in the salon where she's been getting her hair done. Hey, yeah. I found out where, I, where your grandson is. Also, I need to talk he, about how he speaks. Uh, yeah. Like, he speak, like, I think the performance is legitimately good because he's so unsettling in every scene he's in because he the way he speaks is like he's forcing words through his mouth while trying to open it as little as possible. And I understand yeah. why it's like bottled up rage. He seems like a guy who's like barely containing himself and it's going to fly apart at any moment, but it also serves to make every one of his lines really, really funny in a way that they didn't intend. Yeah. It's, it's Jared Little Joker, which is yeah. that this is what a re actual villain would feel like, which is like, I don't like he's this repellent. Guy. Yeah. He's, yeah. Hate he's him. not cool. And he's doing a great job because, <laughs> again, he would be a mall dirtbag. Yeah. That's how criminals act. Like, he's just like... Murdering he, a guy he, over $1,000 in front of some mascots yep. in the mall. He beats yeah. a guy up for his toy. Um, I love the line where he gets the kid and he's like, are you a fireman? He goes, I'm no jerk fireman. And I'm like, why do you hate firemen? That's so good. That's such a scumbag yeah, way to put it. Like, sucker. fuck firemen. I ain't no jerk fireman. I should have known. I couldn't fool my own boy. Yeah. Yeah, he is such a He's repellent. So unhinged. Bag. He's a total maniac. He's great. And he lights a school on fire, which is exactly what a mall dirt bag would do. That's what it is. It's like whenever you hear about actual criminals, it's always dumb shit like that. Yeah. It's always someone shot a bystander because they thought they were someone else. Yeah. And like that's this. He lights a school on fire, possibly killing kids because of this like weird scheme to like kidnap his own son. Because he just wants it's perfect. Because it's not even he doesn't even want money. He's just like can't fucking he can't fucking quit. Right. Like that's the whole thing. He can't let go that that she left him with his son. Yeah, and the actual evil person is, as you mentioned, the mother who is terrifying. Um they they do this like where she like is gonna make the boy sick. Uh they do that like subplot. Where she's buying like a rectal thermometer and all this right, stuff. Right. And he's like in kinder, he's like way too old for a rectal thermometer. Yeah. It's and you realize like, oh, she fucked this other yeah, guy. Yeah. That's, that's why he's the way he is. I see. Yeah. <laughs> she, she manages to almost kill Arnold. And she does. Gotta, she just yeah. about does. And shout out to the fact that my favorite thing about this movie is the villain dies, right? Arnold is taken out in a stretcher. She's taken out in handcuffs, despite the fact that the way she's dispatched in this movie is she is hit in the face with a baseball bat. Yeah. She takes a baseball bat to the face and walks out in handcuffs. To the wrists first. <laughs> like when it's, yeah. she's, so Crisp is dead and, and she's coming, she's shooting at arms like, where's my grandson? Go to hell. She's about to blow his brains out. But then his, his partner shows up and first just absolutely just, lumberjack axe 
smashes her yep. wrist with this bat to get the gun to fall. So like her wrists exploded right there. And then she, Apparently hit, not. she hits this old lady right in the face, right in her Corella de Vil hair. Yep. And then she's just like, no ambulance for me. Thank no. you. <laughs> Arnold's- they just cuff her. They walk her out. She yep. should be dead. They're going to perp walk out. Meanwhile, all the kids are seeing their beloved Mr. Kimball get wheeled out in a stretcher. He looks dead. He looks dead. Like, These yeah. kids have had all they can handle, man. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, shout out to her and shout yeah. out to our main fucking Corella Deville and her weird ass son Cullen Crisp. Yep. And then Danny the dirtbag who gets killed in the back of a mall. It was always <laughs> going to end that way for Danny. He I just wants a thousand dollars. I love Danny. I love how Danny had no conviction either. Like he's at, at first, like he's talking a big game with his girlfriend. He's like, "Okay, we got this yeah. information. We want so we can get a couple thou out of him easy. It's got to be worth something to him, right?" And as soon as Crisp shows up, he immediately loses control of the situation. Like it's clear he's yep. just scared of him, so he just gives him the information for free. Yeah, <laughs> like he can't even be like. He can't even pretend that he was, he like, so he starts telling the story and then Crisp is like, so where did you see him? He's like, at at the the school. Like he tries to obfuscate for about five seconds and he's like, at the school, Astoria Elementary School. (laughs) Right. And then he realizes like, oh, he's fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Just love how quickly perfect. that man's plan fell apart. Like, yeah, like, perfect dirtbag. I got this. Within 45 seconds, he's dead in a mall. He reminds me of like the, the X-Files Monday, the guy who robs the bank, who just has no good, he's like terrible at it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's that where he's like, oh, I got this. And then it just falls apart and he's shot in the back of a mall. Um, shout out to the ferret who technically is the hero. Yeah, he claws, the claws uh, the, the bad guy's face and saves yep. Dominic. So Arnold not, can shoot him. Yeah. Not quite Chris, a shout not out, but the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The abusive father who swings at Arnold is like, come on, man. That's, ev- um, I know we've talked about this before, but he yeah. is, I do want to spend uh, just a few more seconds on this guy. He's my favorite genre of guy in any tough guy movie. The guy oh, who yeah. thinks he should swing on the swole out of his mind. main Like the guy who thinks he can beat up Jason Momoa is my favorite guy in these movies. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's like this um, fucking guy. This is we're gonna leave the jukebox on my song. All right, this yeah. fucking guy. Oh yeah, anybody who tries to fight the Terminator, right? It's yeah, it's always like, yeah, it's always like, what the fuck do you think you're doing yeah. right now? Like, even if he wasn't a robot, this guy would massacre you. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Other shoutouts: the chorus of horny moms we talked about. Oh yeah. Uh, quick great. shout out to the dirt bag where Arnold Schwarzenegger walks into the club and the woman says, "Hey, hey, baby," and then the guy says, "What do you mean, hey, baby?" To her, <laughs> I just like that exchange where it's like they feel like they're in a committed relationship and he's yeah. uh, he's genuinely upset. They about clearly that. had <laughs> two very different ideas of what was going on between them. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, that so, scumbag party fucking rules. By the way, an awesome scumbag party. Man. Yeah. They're having a great time. And he just blasts his fucking shotgun everywhere. He's not even shooting. He's just shooting randomly in the club. Yeah. Yeah. He is a maniac in the opening of this movie. Absolute (laughs) maniac. We mentioned the principal who again is like, I just want to watch this cop fail and like just rolls with it and doesn't give a fuck. And then learns that he's not even the right cop learns that he's not the right, like the cop they intended and still is just like, eh, it's fine. You assaulted one of the parents, but it's fine. But he's um, a really good teacher, Dave. Yeah, that's a maniac shit. He wants to find a new profession and a, a new thing that's going to make his life better and more fulfilling, Dave. Yeah. A lot of maniacs in this. The kid who's obsessed with genitals, who's yep. either going to be a doctor or a serial killer when he yeah. gets his, older. His, his dad's a real maniac because we learn later. It's like, my dad yeah. is a gynecologist. So it's like, oh, so your dad is just telling you? Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Or the girls who said our our mom says that our dad is a real sex machine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> who are these like, parents? Oh, what are you in. telling your kids? Yeah, it's great. Uh, the one girl who speaks Spanish, no one, no one doubles checks that. Is like, <laughs> it's like, does she also know English? Is she learning? Like, you know, that's that's. Uh, that's well, she also says her dad works at home, but. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. Like he knows. So she does. Yeah, She's but bilingual. Yeah. All right, then that's fine. Well, I mean, that's, um, that, she says it in Spanish, but that's what she says. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, I had some more. Of course, the partner who becomes his wingman slash sister. Yeah. Um, She's great. Oh. I, I love the, uh, Phoebe. I love that character. Yeah. Before we get to the main <laughs> event, to me, um, did you ever notice, this is, to me, the best background character. 
in two seconds when he confronts the mother about the abusive dad, there's a kid in the background who is on, who is not climbing, but has mounted a street sign. Have you noticed that? No, I didn't. It's not. Okay. Again, not climbing. And what I'm describing is one of those nine foot street signs, you know, that's just a pole with the two street intersecting streets on it. Yeah. There is in one shot, a kid who I, I assume they didn't tell the kid to do this. I assume it's an extra who has taken it upon himself to become a legend Either because he is immortalized. In a two-second shot, there's a kid on the top of the string, street oh no. sign just hanging off of it. And it's like, <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, it's, I've, it's glorious. I've never noticed that, yeah. Yeah, watch that scene again. There's a kid, again, it's real quick, just hanging off of the street sign. It's wonderful, but we we got to talk about, of course, Henry Shoup, uh, the fuck god Henry Shoup, who I don't know why he's in this movie. <laughs> Which is he comes back to their tiny hotel, Sex lizard and Henry he's, Shoup. It, it's her birthday, his partner, and he's fucking her stupid and made her pasta while so she, she's I while she's eating the pasta. It's a real George yeah, Costanza situation. It's disgusting. They're disgusting. He I don't know where he made the pasta too because there's no. It doesn't seem like there's a kitchen. So he like brought like a like a hot plate, <laughs> got some bathroom water, yeah. boiled up some boiled pasta. up some some buttered noodles. Yeah, made some buttered noodles. She's like so into it. So apparently these made it delicious, and he's just fucking her brains out. Um, I love their relationship. I love that for them. Oh, I love it for them too. And then he just looks like he looks like he's the writer of the movie. Like he's just some guy. <laughs> yeah. He looks like an informant. Yeah, he does. He really does. He looks like he'd be dead in the first five minutes of a Scorsese film. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Harry Shoup. I want a movie about the Shoup. Why didn't he partner up with Arnold? It's such a weird role to be in this movie. Yeah. And then they give him like a weird like um slapstick thread too or like he's struggling he to, to hide his his uh hideous genitals from arnold's sight with two yeah. pillows and he's just knocking everything in the room over and then later and they then come he, to visit him in the hospital he like fucks arnold's bed up and hurts his leg yeah <laughs> he just keeps hurting arnold it's so fucking it's weird wild character yeah, it was just like, can we squeeze a little more comedy in this? Pretty let's much. Let's get a guy, let's call him Harry Shoup, and let's have him f- fuck this lady's brains out while being like a clumsy guy. I thought he was going to fuck Arnold. I thought he was going to feed Arnold, and the food was going to be so good that Arnold was going to fuck him. And we learned that he's like a food-based fuck wizard no, you of some sort. You never thought this. I mean, I wanted it. <laughs> I looked at the actor. He's not even like a very big actor. I thought like, oh, is this a cameo? He must be like a friend of Ivan Reitman's, I assume. I think it's just a role they cast, man. Yeah, I guess it is. They just wanted a guy a- that looked a specific way. Uh, and, and for this comedic part, that's just really shoehorned into the movie. It has nothing to do it's with anything. So weird. She never mentions a fiance before, never mentions yeah. it's her birthday. It, it does feel like a, an addition that was like, just kind of, oh, this movie needs more comedy because we're not getting a lot of comedy out of the kids stuff anymore. Yeah. It's wild, but yeah, I, I like it. I accept it. It's out of its mind, but I love it. It really is. The more you think about it, it's one of those movies where you're like, the fuck were they going for? Yeah, this movie is um, unhinged. Yeah. Any other side characters? Um, I mean, some of the, like Lowell, I mentioned earlier, the kid who just brings everything oh, back yeah. to death. Um, and of course the kid who asks the famous tells uh, when Arnold says, uh, it's nice to headaches. Like, it could be a tumor. It's not yeah. a tumor, not That's a tumor. Funny. That actually brings us to the most Arnold moment. Which, like we said, this is a soundboard movie. Who's your daddy and what does he do? Who's your daddy? Copy it. It's not a tumor. I found a low-key line, and I know why it's not a soundboard line, because it's kind of blended into the conversation that I just want to point out as what I think is actually my favorite Arnold line in this. I feel like I have a Dark Horse one, too, but yeah. Okay. He's talking to the other woman who was supposed to be the teacher, um, and he says, Phoebe, you should be... Yeah, he says, you should be reading stories about bears that go shopping. That's the line. And it's like, that that line should be famous. That's such a good line. Reading stories about bears that go shopping. It's so good. 
Mine is the Are you eating all these all these your lunches? Why are you eating other kids' lunches? Stop it! Yes. And the kid just spits the lunches out of his mouth, so Arnold fully drops him I onto actually, the floor um, from six feet in the air. That's actually my most Arnold that yeah. I wrote down. That's that, what I wrote uh, down. Out of yeah. all of it. Yep. Him picking the kid up like a dog yeah, who did something with, wrong and then dropping him. And just dropping him like a sack of hammers. Yep. And like, I'm sure they put a mat under in, that kid. In, but they oh, make yeah, it of really course. Yeah, like, it's, it's like a big air you, pillow or something. Yeah, but they make you feel the thud where it's like. It's, yeah. a, it's a loud sound effect. He's dropping him from full Arnold eyeline. Yeah. And like he drops him in t- in like disgust. It's such it's a so great good. moment. <laughs> that is the, definitely the most Arnold. Um, is it time to rate this movie? That and when he almost shoots the teacher and the two students coming around the corner. Oh yeah, that's pretty Arnold. Pretty Arnold. And the yeah. fact the fact that his ankle holster gun is just a regular sized like nine millimeter. Oh yeah. <laughs> Because they, Cause they can't that big. Yeah, because they can't give Arnold a dainty little gun. And again, for his ankle weirdly, the, le- the less Arnold stuff is the beginning. That's the less Arnold stuff, technically. Yeah. I mean, it's Arnold now with draft, like draft action, at last action hero, where it's like that's what he's parroting in last action hero. But right, just walking in and shooting up the 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 uh, the, the drug hangout, the scumbag party. Is, uh, yeah, Arnold walking into a place and shooting everyone does absolutely happen. It's more of like his character in that. Yeah. But like, you know, Terminator does that. A lot of a lot of Arnold does that. That's um, very true. All right. Well, what, what uh, we're going to rate this with our, our classic rating system between um, uh, 1 and 69, the sex number. Mm-hmm. 69 tumors. Tumors. Yeah. Tumas. Uh, how many tumors would you give this? Oh man, for dropping a kid from six feet in the air, <laughs> for eating all these lunches. Yeah, man, I think I have to give this nineteen ninety tumors. Nineteen ninety tumors. One thousand nine hundred ninety tumors. Yep. All right. It's just, uh, I'm, it's just besodden with tumors. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. That is this nineteen ninety nine or nineteen ninety tumors. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Yeah. We did it. Fucking great movie. We did it. And then next, um, what did I say was next? Is T2 next? I think it's T2, man. I think we're That's doing... That's fucking We're going wild. on Judgment Day. Oh, we absolutely yeah, are. so I close, Dave. We're wait. finally here. It's finally Judgment Day. It's finally Judgment Day. God, we're going to ride this thing into oblivion. Mm-hmm. With um, any luck, we'll be riding on the Chariot of Apocalypse. Uh-huh. And so... Talking about Arnold years. movies. <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much, Norm. Thank you. Thank you. As always, this is a a delight. A delight. Yeah, it's great. Norm, you're a hero. You're the real Schwarzenegger. Mm -hmm. You're the most Uh, Arnold moment. You're the most Arnold, yeah. This was through our Patreon, folks. Patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. You give just $5 a month. You get access to a bunch of podcasts. Tom and Jeff Watch Batman. Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Star Trek The Next Futurama, Spielboys. That's all for $5 a month at patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. Mm-hmm. We have a Discord community. We have a movie night. We watched this on movie night. We absolutely watched Kindergarten Cop. We must have, night. yeah. I think we did. Yeah, I remember, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we also have a store. Head over to gamefullyunemployed.com. You can find a link to our Teespring store. We have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs. You can get on T-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all sorts of things. So why don't you put your little peepers on there? <laughs> He's almost Macho Man. He's almost Macho Man. It's almost like he has to take a shit real bad. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What a I should have known I couldn't fool my own son. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's like kind of macho he's man. Like, yeah. He's like if you give like painkillers to Macho he's like Man. Macho yeah. man. Oh, he's like Macho Man in a library. Macho <laughs> Man in a library. <laughs> Holy shit. What a bit. What an what a endless bit that is. Yep. Fuck. What, a, what, a, what an eternal Gosh. font. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. (laughs) Take it easy, folks. Bye. Bye. Australia. 